When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. I was looking at some ads online. I was really interested in finding a new bookshelf so I could have an excuse to buy more books, but there were a few other interesting things advertised. There were some magic beans, a cow or two, a missing ad for a gingerbread boy, and then one that caught my eye. For sale, goose. Please note, goose lays gold-colored inedible eggs. Also poops more than one would think possible. If interested, call Jack. The first teller for this episode is Lynn Ford, a fourth-generation, nationally-recognized Afrolatchian storyteller. She's a teaching artist, a writer, and recording artist with award-winning CDs, a laughter yoga teacher, and a breath mechanic. Watch your tale as you listen to Lynn tell Big Tale of a Little Tale. Getting tucked into bed, and the child wants a story. Story about creation. Grandma, tell me a story about creating things. Oh, you want a Bible story, Grandma says. No, 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 not that one. Not those stories. The ones that we made up. The ones that grandpas and grandmas tell just because they can tell them. And then the stories begin with words like long ago or once upon a time. Or about time and a half ago, in the first days of creation, when things had not quite settled into the way they would one day be, I'm going to tell you a big tale about a little tale. In the first days after creation, when things were still new and hadn't quite settled into the way they would one day be, Papa God decided to take a break from all his work. Now, this was toward the end of that first week of creation, and Papa God knew some of his critters might not be used to being whatever they were being, and they might need a little adjustment or two here or there. But he wanted to take a break, so he appointed a messenger, a little spider, the one that some folks call Anansi. Now, God said, Spider, I want you to be my messenger. Any complaints or questions critters have about their lives, I want you to wrap them up in that thread bag that I taught you to make. I want you to spin out a bit of that special cord that I gave you, tack it up to a cloud or two, and bring up any messages that you get from me. You hear? Spider said, Yes, sir. And Papa God went on his way. Now, in the last minutes of that day's creation, not wanting to litter or be wasteful, Papa God had picked up all the scraps of creating and blown them off his hands as new little creatures. Those critters buzzed and flit and thanked Papa God for making them, and then off they flew. And those flies and skeeters and other critters like that, they were vegetarians in those days. 
just like everything else that had a mouth right then. But these new little critters got tired of flitting and buzzing around, so they settled on some big warm bodies, folks like elephant and ox and bear. And they slept right along with those big critters until they started getting hungry. Not wanting to fly and ready for a midnight snack, those little buzzing things just took a chunk out of whatever they were sleeping on. <laughs> Crunch! Didn't taste too bad. So they took a few more bites. <laughs> Crunch! Mmm! <laughs> Pretty soon, Elephant woke up and Elephant started groaning. <laughs> And Ox started shaking his big old backside. What's that on me? Get that off of me. Trying to get whatever was on him back off of him. Bear started scrooching along the ground and up against the sides of trees. He was grunting and fussing. Mm, 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 mm. Now, you see, in those days, the critters weren't quite built the way they are now, didn't have the same equipment, and so they couldn't seem to get those buzzing things back off them. When the little critters had tasted that big meat, they decided to try out some other tastes, too, and about an hour later, every critter that had legs was fussing and whining, and they all went and woke up Spider, said, you got to go tell Papa God that he needs to do something about those last little critters he made. They're torturing us, poking and biting and scratching up a meal. Tell Papa God he needs to do something. Well, Spider gathered up all that fuss, packed it in a thread bag, and unwound a cord up to the sky. When he got to Papa God's resting place, Spider opened up that bag of fussin' and cussin'. Ooh, said Papa God, such a noise. Tell those critters that I'll have something to give them come morning. Tell them to come to the mountaintop as the sun is rising. I'll fit them with things to help shoo off those flies and skeeters and other buzzing things I made. And on your way to the mountain, you tell the fish that I give them the okay to eat those little critters I made. And the birds, well, if they like they can have a bite, too. Spider said, yes, sir. And down from heaven he came swinging on his special cord. He stopped near the rivers and oceans, told the fish they had a new food in their diets. Fish said, bloop, thanks. And they've been eating flies and skeeters ever since. Went past a few birds and told them they could have a meal. And the birds grew new beaks to take a bite of those buzzing things and said, Thanks. Then Spider swung that cord out and up and landed at the top of the mountain. And he cleared his voice. <coughs> and in the last of that nighttime, Spider called out, Listen here, listen here. All you scratching critters, God's gonna make something new for you. Big tails and little tails, long tails and short tails, teeth, toenails, and fly protecting skin. Come to the mountaintop. Early in the morning, 
Papa's got something new for you. Now, every critter in the world heard Spider's song, and they started making their way to the mountain. Every critter, that is, except Rabbit. See, he'd been up scratching at those little buzzing, flitting flies and things, and he figured that now he deserved to sleep in a while. There'd be plenty of gifts for everyone. Why rush? Now, Fox saw Rabbit sleeping in his holler. Fox said, Rabbit, ain't you going to come get your new equipment? Rabbit said, Brother, I got time. And he went on back to sleep. (laughs) Big Mama Elephant saw Rabbit sleeping in his holler. Said, Rabbit, child, don't you know you shouldn't keep Papa God waiting? If he's going to give you something, you should be anxious to come and get it. Rabbit said, Sister, I got time. And he went on back to sleep. Spider was on the mountain, saw all the critters coming, everybody except that rabbit. And when he asked about rabbit, the other critters told him, he's still sleeping. So Spider called out again, listen here, listen here. All you scratching critters, God's gonna make something new for you. Big tails and little tails, long tails and short tails, teeth, toenails, and fly-protecting skin. Come to the mountaintop early in the morning. Papa's got something new for you. And all the critters shouted, yeah, we're ready. The rabbit stayed in his holler. I was up most of last night. He pouted and pouted. It was Papa God's fault. Nobody told him make those little flying things. Least he could do now is let me get some sleep. <laughs> and as the sun rose like fire in the east, Papa God came down to the mountaintop. He was carrying a basket full of new equipment for all his creatures. He let them come and pick what they wanted. Long, sharp teeth, scratchy or tough skin, tails that swung and swatted around their backsides, long ears that flicked away trouble, claws and nails, whatever they might want. Papa God did the matching up, and he did the tailoring, and Spider used his special thread to sew this new equipment on. Pretty soon, all the animals looked just about the way they do now. All except that rabbit. Elephant was trying out his new banana leaf ears. Ooh, these are nice. And he had a little dust broom tail stuck to his backside to flick off anything that landed there. Ox was waving his new horns and shaking his thickened skin and his new little tail. Bear had settled for a new fur coat. But, you know, he liked that scrooching and scratching up against things, so he just kept on doing that the way he does now. And Rabbit was still sleeping. Snakes had sleek skin. Birds had those beaks for biting. Fish were getting fat and fine, dining on skeeters and flies. And Rabbit was still sleeping. 
Papa God said to Spider, My messenger, you did a good job delivering messages back and forth this day. I want to give you something, too, for all your trouble. What you want? Spider said, Papa, I already got what I want. This thread bag is good for carrying things and holding on to them, too. And the cord I spin is nice and strong, takes me anywhere the wind blows. And I figured out how to make a table for myself out of this thread. Just kind of wrap it around things, fill it with flies. I'll be fine. (laughs) Thank you, sir. But I'll tell you one thing I don't want. I don't want to deliver no more messages, neither to or from heaven. So from now on, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And Spider hasn't said a word since. Hides in dark corners just in case somebody tries to find him and get him to deliver a message. Well, Papa God waited on that mountaintop to see if Rabbit would come. About lunchtime, when Papa was just about ready to go create something else, Long came Rabbit. Why you so late? asked Papa God. Oh, said Rabbit, first I didn't hear Spider calling. But I knew even if I didn't come right then, you wouldn't forget me. What you got in that basket for me? Papa God said, nothing. Nothing? Didn't you save something for me? You should have saved something for me, pouted Rabbit. You should have come when you was called, said Papa God. But I do have a little something I can give you. And he snatched up that rabbit, and onto his backside, Papa God slapped a little bit of lint that sat in the corner of the basket. Slap! Ow, said Rabbit, and he looked at his new tail. Is that all I get? That ain't right. See, that ain't fair. I told you, it's not my fault that I wasn't here on time. I didn't hear that spider. Papa God said, is that true? Uh, well, if it ain't true, it should be. And besides, I was sleeping too hard. Well, if you didn't hear, how did you know it was spider that called you? Asked Papa God. Uh... Uh, uh, stammered Rabbit. And Papa God picked Rabbit up by his short ears and shook him till those ears stretched to the ones that Rabbit's wear now. Then Papa God put that Rabbit down. Now you should hear real well, he said, so you won't wait the next time I offer you a gift. And Papa God went on about his business while Rabbit, turned his long ears this way and that and shook his little tail as he ran away. And that's the end of a big tale about a little tail. Today's fairy tale sponsor is The Gingerbread House, a dessert restaurant recently opened by the energetic, authentic gingerbread man. While you might wonder about the moral implications of a gingerbread man serving gingerbread, it's best to debate these things over a nice cup of tea and some pastries. If you have time for a long sit-down or running, running as fast as you can, come and eat with us at the Gingerbread House. The podcast has a new review, five stars by Sienna Mama, who says... 
Thank you for producing such a high-quality show for story lovers of all ages. I grew up listening to classic fairy tales from the Brothers Grimm, Anderson, and European folk tales. I was looking for a similar experience for my kiddo, and I found it in your podcast. It's become our Wednesday routine to listen to a new episode as we drive to gymnastics. Makes the time and traffic fly, and the promise of a good story makes getting out of the house and into the car so much easier. Great job, R.A.H. Thank you for the great review, Sienna Mama. I love being a part of your Wednesday routine, and I'm so glad you are enjoying the stories. On a lark, I decided to go to the farm to see the goose. A very nice farmer and his daughter met me at the gate and waved me in. I got out of the car near a pen that was full of some of the cutest geese I had ever seen. They were like the plush geese that are sold in toy stores, and they were half the size of regular geese. They hooted and honked, and I couldn't help but giggle and oh at them. I followed the farmer and his daughter around to a cage in the back and came face to face with the largest goose I had ever seen. It wasn't that it wasn't cute. It had just never grown out of its awkward phase, and it looked like it was still growing. It was at least a foot taller than the other geese, and the feathers on its head stuck out at odd angles. I stood and looked at it a moment, and then another, and then another. Then I turned to the farmer and his daughter. I pulled three dollars out of my wallet and handed it over and said, I don't care if it lays golden eggs. This is one of the best things I've seen all week. You should sell tickets. They waved very friendly as I drove away. The second teller for this episode is Priscilla Howe. Based in Kansas, Priscilla performs at schools, libraries, festivals, and special events. Her mouthy hand puppets come along to shows for young children, and she tells more grown-up stories to well grown-ups and older kids. If you're ever walking by a pond and you see all the little ducks wagging their tails, you might think of this next story, Drake's Tale. Drake's Tale was a duck. One day, the king came to Drake's Tale's village and he borrowed $200 from Drake's Tale. Drake's Tale was very proud of that. Whack. King borrowed money from me. I must be pretty important because the king borrowed some money from me. Mm -hmm. Yep, I must be pretty important. But you know, the king did not pay the money back. A year went by, two years went by, three years went by, and the king did not pay the money back. So Drake's tail decided to go get his money. He set off for the castle, and he sang a little song. He sang, quack, 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 I'm going to get my money back. Quack, 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 I'm going to get my money back. Try that with me. Quack, 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 I'm going to get my money back. Quack, 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 I'm going to get my money back. He came to a friend of his. It was the ladder. She was leaning against a wall. She said, Drakestail, 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 where are you going? Quack. I'm, um, I'm going to the uh, castle to get my money back. Because ladder, um, you see, I lent money to the king. And um, he hasn't paid it back. So I'm going to get my money back. Oh, Drakestail, can I come with you, please? Quack. Mm. I think you'd slow me down, ladder. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can come with me. You just jump down my gullet and sit in my gizzard, and you can come with me. You can never have too many friends. And so the ladder jumped <coughs> down his gullet, that's his throat, and sat in his gizzard. That's a little place that birds have right here. 
And off he went. Quack, quack, quack. When will I get my money back? Quack, quack, quack. I'm going to get my money back. He came to another friend of his. It was the fox. Drake's tail, Drake's tail, Drake's tail. Where are you going? Where are you going? Quack. I'm going to the castle to get my money back because I lent $200 to the king three years ago. He hasn't paid it back. I'm going to get, a ga- get my money back. Drake's tail, Drake's tail. Can I come with you, please? Quack. Yeah, that big bushy tail. Mm. I think you'd slow me down. Well, you can come with me. You can never have too many friends. You just jump down my gullet and sit in my gizzard. You can come with me. And so the fox jumped down his gullet and sat in his gizzard, and off he went. Quack, 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 I'm going to get my money back. Quack, 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 I'm going to get my money back. He came to another friend of his, the river. Drake's tail, Drake's tail, Drake's tail, Drake's tail, where are you going? Quack, I'm going to the castle to get my money back because I lent some money to the king. That's where I'm going. Could I go with you, please? Oh, Madam River, I don't think it's such a good idea because, you know, you're a little bit slow. Well, Drake's tail thought about that. Quack. You can come with me. You can never have too many friends. All right, you jump down my gullet and sit in my gizzard. You can come with me. And so Madam River flowed down his gullet and sat in his gizzard. And off he went. Quack, quack, quack. When will I get my money back? Quack, quack, quack. I'm going to get my money back. He came to another friend of his. It was the commander general of all the wasps and all the wasp soldiers. Drake still. Drake still. Where are you going, sir? Quack. I'm, I'm going to the castle to get my money back because I lent some money to the king and I'm going to get that money back. Drake still. Request permission to go with you, sir. Commander General. Oh, you can come with me. You can never have too many friends. You and your soldiers, you just swarm down my gullet and sit in my gizzard and you can come with me. (coughs) And so the wasps swarmed down his gullet and sat in his gizzard and off he went. Quack, quack, quack. I'm going to get my money back. Quack, quack, quack. I'm going to get my money back. He came to the castle and he rang the doorbell. Bing, bong. A maid came to the door. Yes, may I help you? My name is Drake's Tail. I've come to get my money back because I lent some money to the king three years ago. $200, I've come to get my money back. You wait right here, Drake's Tail. I'll tell the king you've arrived. And so the maid went up to where the king was eating in the dining room with his men. She said, there's a duck here named Drake's Tail. Says, you owe him money. Drake's Tail's here? <laughs> That duck will get no money from me. You take him and you throw him in the well. The maid went down to where Drakestail was waiting. She said, please come with me, Drakestail. She led him to the well. She picked him up and she threw him in it. He swam around in the bottom of the well. And though ducks have wings, they can't fly straight up. Quack, quack, what am I going to do? I can't get out of here. I'm trapped. Oh, no, oh. Ladder, ladder. Jump out of my gullet. Jump out of my gizzard. Please save my life. And oh, 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 the ladder jumped out of his gizzard, out of his gullet, and Drake's tail climbed up the ladder. And he sang that song again. Quack, quack, quack. I'm going to get my money back. Quack, quack, quack. I'm going to get my money back. The king heard that, and he called the maid. Drake's tail's gotten out of the well. You throw him in the pen with the chickens and the turkeys. They'll take care of him. 
So the maid ran down, she picked up Drake's tail, and she threw him in the pen with the chickens and the turkeys. Chickens and the turkeys looked at him sideways. He was different. He wasn't like them. They didn't like him. And so they started to come close to him so they could peck at him. Quack! Quack! Oh no! Oh, quack! Oh, oh, fox! Fox! Jump out of my gizzard, out of my gullet, please save my life! And oh, 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 the, the fox jumped out of his gizzard, out of his gullet, and snap, snap, snap! That was the end of the chickens and the turkeys. And the fox even unlatched the pen. Quack, 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 I'm gonna get my money back. Quack, 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 I'm gonna get my money back. The king heard that. He said to the maid, I thought we'd taken care of that drake's tail. Throw him in the oven, make sure it's hot. So the maid tiptoed up behind drake's tail, picked him up and threw him in the hot oven. Quack! Ouch! Quack! Ouch! Oh, this is too hot! Oh! What am I gonna do? Oh, oh! River! River! Jump out of my gizzard, out of my gullet, please save my life! And blah, 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 blah. the river flowed out of his gizzard, out of his gullet, and cooled off the oven, and Drake's tail floated out. This time he didn't sing the song. He listened, and he heard the king and his soldiers talking in the dining room. He went up to the door of the dining room and he opened it. Quack! I'm Drake's tail. I've come to get my money back. The king said, Men, get that duck. And the men stood up. The soldiers came close to Drake's tail. Quack! Quack! What am I going to do? Oh, 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 Commander General of all the wasps, all the wasp soldiers, jump out of my gizzard, out of my gullet, please save my life. And zzzz, the wasps swarmed out of his gizzard, out of his gullet, and they began to sting the soldiers. And the soldiers turned and ran. They jumped out the window, and the king followed. They ran down the road. And when the king jumped out the window, his crown fell off his head into the room. Drakesdale went over and picked up the crown. Quack! Quack! He put it on his own head. Quack! The maid came in. She said, Drakesdale, where's the king? Quack! King's gone. I'm the king now. Oh, very good. And so Drakesdale and the maid looked everywhere for that $200, and they never found it. King must have spent it all. But Drakesdale stayed on, and he was a very good king from that day forward. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Lynn Ford and Priscilla Howe on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was Mark Goldman. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast, 
or discover sponsorship opportunities, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies. And if you tune in, you'll hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.